What is up guys, welcome back to the Music Corner of State Awaits. I'm Nate, and today is album a day for the month of September. Um, just quick disclaimer, I'm recording this right after we recorded the weekly one for, uh, you know, everyone's involved podcast thing <laughs> for our weekly album, so my voice sounds tired, excuse me, uh, but I still am going forward with this, you know, still got some shit to talk about, so with that out of the way, let's begin with September 1st, Foxing the Albatross. Alright, so uh, I should point out that this month I was recommended a lot of the... Uh, uh, some of these albums from like a friend of mine who likes loves like you know post hardcore emo indie rock kind of things you know uh, this is one of them there'll be three other ones sort of similar involved here uh, by him specifically uh, shout out to Ethan um, but yeah this one I actually like really enjoyed uh, like I said the first one I listened to this month um, it just has that style of post hardcore that I just like you know really fuck with and everything and I just I. I love it a lot, you know. Um, I'm trying to find the songs I said. Oh, it's in my other playlist. <laughs> I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but my everything playlist that I've mentioned multiple times, uh, the first one maxed out in hours at 610 hours. It maxed out completely. So I've had to make another everything playlist simply titled Everything 2. And with that, like, I... Yeah, I can't add anything else to the first one. It's wild, and it's kind of funny, you know? So now I've been added into the second one, so now I have to go back to the first one because it happened, like, on the third or fourth day of uh, October. So it's just funny that how it happened. But anyway, yes, back to the, back to the Foxing album here. Uh, some songs I liked, uh, Inuit, The Medic, Rory, Bit by the Dead Bee Part 1, and Quietus, I think is how you pronounce that. Um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. It was a super solid listen and it's the style that I'm, I fuck with a lot, you know? So, uh, with that, I believe I gave that one a seven and a half out of 10. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving along here, the next one, my favorite one of the month, Kanye West's The Life of Pablo. It is still blowing me away how it only has been like a month since I listened to that album. In fact, a month exactly from today that I listened to this album and it is incredible. I it's <laughs> it's up there, you know, top 3 easily of my favorite Kanye albums. Um obviously going along with this discography, I'm a little disappointed I went into this one so late, you know, because Life of Pablo offers like more of this weird and crazy mind of Kanye West in his music and just some of the best <laughs> lyrics I think I've ever heard. And if you know, you know, Father Stretch My Hands Part 1, Kanye's first verse <laughs> is just amazing, you know? Like, the fact that you're just saying, if I fuck this model and she just bleeds her asshole and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'ma feel like an asshole. Y like, uh, my buddy Dave said that, like, after hearing that, I was sold. I was sold to Kanye. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I uh, I completely understand. But, I mean, yeah, like, even, like, despite, like, you know, the sillies and everything, there's just still some of, like, just some of his most interesting music, you know? I mean, Feedback, absolutely love the song. Love the ending, too, with the whole <laughs> the Black Oprah bit that he did. Uh, Freestyle, Real Friends, No More Parties in L.A. I loved. Wolves was really good. Uh what was it fade i think too 
That song was awesome. It was such a great album. Um, I think it's a little bit below Yeezus for me, though. I still think Yeezus is going to be my favorite, but I still got a couple more Kanye albums to listen to before I fully determine that. But overall, 8.5 out of 10 for me on that one. It was it was tight. But uh, next year, Glockamora, I think is how you say the name, and their album Just Married. Uh, this was another one of those uh, post-hardcore albums I mentioned earlier, too, with the whole emo vibes and everything. Uh, loved the whole album. Thought it was excellent. Some songs I loved. Anniversary song. Why am I not going underwater? Go. I'm sorry. Why am I not going under Walter? Uh, broken cigarettes. Hot and informed. I mean, yeah. It's just. It's a style though that like is not for everybody in terms of like the emo and post hardcore kind of thing. Um, mainly because of the vocals, you know. And there will be a moment on here where I do mention that the vocals do not work out that well, and. Uh, yeah, we'll just get to that later. But this one, I was able to enjoy it, and it was actually my favorite one of the four that uh, Ethan had sent me. Uh, with that, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Enjoy that one. Next here, Glass Cloud, uh, The Royal Thousand. If you are a big genty boy metalhead fan, then you've probably heard of Glass Cloud. Um, it is the former project of... Uh... Joshua Travis, I believe is his name. Yes, Joshua Travis, who is the current guitarist of the band Emir, and who has also worked on uh, the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza Mathcore project. Um, I think it was like the third and fourth album he did the guitar work on there. Uh, the third album is excellent by them, if you haven't listened to that one. I think I might have recommended it, but check it out for sure. Uh, so knowing that he is a master of the genty metalcore and mathcore styles of guitar work, uh, I went into this with really high hopes, and I was impressed with what came out of it, you know? I don't think the album is, like, the most, the greatest fucking thing that you'll ever hear kind of thing, but it's definitely a really good album, and, uh, it's kind of disappointing that this is, like, their only album, too. I mean, they could have definitely made some more and, like, you know, like, grown significantly, so... I mean, some songs I liked, If He Dies, He Dies, Falling in Style, All Along, Counting Sheep. Whole album's great. So if you love metalcore, genty, styled music, you'll love that album. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. Moving along now, got uh, Stick to Your Guns, Diamond. I have never really been too much of a fan of Stick to Your Guns' albums, um, but live they're incredible. They are a uh, hardcore band who, like... I mean, with the song, the one song here specifically is, like, uh, Against Them All. It's a very uh, brotherhoody, we're in this together kind of style of music. Much like how it seems like most hardcore music is about, you know? Just a whole, we're united together against the system kind of thing, you know? Um, and going into this, I didn't really know what to expect, considering, like I said, I don't really care for much of their studio album work, you know? But... Against Them All is on here, so I was like, alright, let's just do it. And I was actually really impressed with this album, for the most part. Uh, we Still Believe, Empty Hands, Beyond the Sun, just to name a couple really good songs. Album, for the most part, is pretty solid. If you love hardcore music, it gets an 8 out of 10 for me. Next here, uh, The Speed Bumps, Soil to the Seed. So Speed Bumps is a project of uh, my girlfriend's work friend. Uh, who does like this, uh, how do I describe it? Like alternative, this very like alternative style of music. Uh, she's very talented. We saw her perform actually. She's absolutely incredible. Uh, I believe her name was 
Bethany. I don't remember her last name, though. Um, but she was excellent. She was really good. And she had a former band that she worked with, uh, the Speed Bumps, where she was kind of just like the backing vocals. And I believe she also played an instrument. I don't remember if that's true or not, though. I just know she did backing vocals. Now, the whole album, though, is a bit out of my league because it's... M- it more t- it more leans towards the side of folk, which I like folk. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it gets a little too folky for me. Uh, a little bluegrassy too, I would say. I guess somewhere in there. Um, I did like a couple songs though. Just need your love and strikes and gutters. I really did enjoy Just Need Your Love a lot. Like I remember that one clearly. Um, but yeah, everything else was just kind of like a fine listen. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just you know, it was there. And I think what she does now as, uh, I don't know if it's like a solo act of hers or not. I just know like she had, you know, she had a a band with her. I just don't know if they have a specific name, but she sounds better now as a standalone and not just a backing vocal, uh, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, this album I gave a six and a half out of 10. It was still solid, but alone she sounds much better. Got to give her a lot of credit for that. Next here, Fifth Harmony, their self-titled album. Uh, Fifth Harmony is a all-female group who had uh, Camila Cabello a part of it. I don't really remember the other names of them, but I'm pretty sure they are somewhat known. Don't really know too much about Fifth Harmony, but I decided to listen to this album. You know, just why not? It's there. Uh, I did like a few songs. He Like That, Sauced Up, Make, Your Ma- Make You Mad, Deliver, and Angel. And then after that, there was really nothing too memorable about it. It was just... It's not a long album by any means. It just really wasn't memorable. And, yeah, I I genuinely just remember those songs I listed were fun. And everything else is just forgettable. That's that's it. I gave it a Music Corner 7. And just going to stay... Just going to keep it like that, you know? Next, Drake. If you're reading this, it's too late. Alright, so this is a Drake album that I've heard is a good album, and some claim that this is the album that uh, was his last good one before he dropped off and just made the same kind of music. Except for me, uh, this still sounds like the same kind of music that he makes, and there's nothing really to it, you know? I like the song Energy. I do. I remember hearing that song in the past, too. That one is pretty solid. Everything else I could easily have gone without, especially since this album is kind of long. Yeah, I'm not a Drake fan, I think. I'm still going to listen to his whole discography just because maybe, maybe like the earlier, earlier stuff, there's a little bit of hope. I know Sebastian loves the first album, um, but yeah, this gets a four and a half out of ten for me. It was one of the lowest this month, but not the lowest, surprisingly. We will get to that later on. Uh, but next here, Liana Lejavez. Uh, her self-titled album. I believe I'm saying that name correctly. Now, this is some good shit. This is some good uh, alternative indie rock stuff. Like, I've wanted to listen to this album, too, since hearing about it. It came out last year. Uh, I just never got around to it until it was recommended by Bethany, the one from the Speed Bumps. Because um, I asked Shauna if, like, she can give me an album recommendation if she knows one. Or it was either I asked her or she asked me if I had listened to a couple albums from so and so, and they all happened to be recommendations from Bethany. And one of them was actually a Slint, uh, Spiderland, which I did uh, talk about, and I really did enjoy that one. Uh, but yeah, she recommended this one, 
And yeah, I, I enjoyed this one a lot, actually. I thought this one was really solid, very chill. She's got a beautiful voice. Very nice cover of Weird Fishes by Radiohead. Uh, some other good ones on here. Read My Mind, Green Papaya, Can't Fight, Courage, Seven Times. Whole album was actually really solid. It's very relaxing, very fun. 8 out of 10 for me. Next here, Archspire, Relentless Mutation. Oh my god. God. All right. So, Archspire, I heard my first song from them very, very recently. In fact, I think it was like the day before that uh, Liana album. I think it was like that Thursday. Because uh, I went to a concert with my buddy Dave. We saw Science of the Swarm. And uh, one of the Archspire songs played. I'm like, holy shit. His fucking. How fast he does his vocals is incredible while still like screaming, you know? And he's like, yeah, dude, you got to check out that album. It's really solid. So I did, and I was impressed. It was it was solid. You know, I gave it an 8 out of 10. If you love just, like, this fast-paced style of vocals, and even instrumentals. I mean, the instrumentals go fucking fast and hard, too. It's it's an incredible album. It's, it's fast, but it, well... I think the album is like a decent length, but like it's it, it's fast paced. So prepare yourself for that one. Next here, the Locust Plague Soundscapes. <laughs> so the Locust is uh, a band known for their uh, high energy and just crazy mathcore style and weird like alien esque kind of things. But I think it's supposed to be like. You know, like a bug kind of thing, you know? At least that's what I was expecting, even, too. Uh, there are, like, 20-plus songs on this album, and the album only ends up being, like, <laughs> maybe, like, 20-something minutes, I think. Maybe even less. It's, like, all the songs are, like, range from, like, 30 seconds to a minute, if that tells you anything. It's, it's, a, it's a quick boy. It's a very quick boy. And... It's fine, you know, I gave it a Music Corner 7, but it's nothing that, like, I would write home about. It's just, it, it was interesting. It was an experience. So, if you just want something like that, yeah, go for it. I don't think I'd return to it, though, personally, but that's just me. Next here, Matt Bennett, Terminal Cases. So, Matt Bennett, if you think that name rings a bell, it's probably because you recognize the name from him being on Victorious. He played Robbie, the nerdy guy on the show. And uh, I didn't know he had a music career. However, it doesn't surprise me since that whole show is basically about talented musical artists. I mean, fucking Ariana Grande came from that show, if that tells you anything at all. So there's that, uh, one of the biggest artists today. And Matt Bennett, I looked at this album cover and didn't really look into much of the uh, actual album itself, but like background, I should say. Uh, and I was expecting like a singer-songwriter kind of thing with just like very basic beats, you know, very basic instrumentation. Um, what came out of this album, to my wildest surprise, was a very dashboard confessional style of music, uh, except a little bit heavier, and um, just emo, just incredibly emo rock music. He even does some screaming at times. Yes, he does some emo screaming, 
but I wouldn't really ride home about that, considering it's not that good. Not to say that, like, that style of screaming is any good. I mean, it's kind of an acquired taste, but no, it just... The whole album was fine. It was fine, but it wasn't my favorite. And I know that, like, this album also had, like, a really... uh, uh, personal meaning to him as it was a concept album about his parents divorce but every song is inspired by a different robin williams movie uh i believe like there's a song called like mrs doubtfire uh i think fisher king which was the one i had saved uh, was on here It, it it was cool it was a cool concept, but overall, the album just didn't fully do it for me. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10, but, like, you know, it was different. It was very different than what I was expecting, considering, you know, you hear about an artist like, I don't know, or, uh, I was about to say Ariana Grande, <laughs> uh, Miranda Cosgrove, or even, like, um, Jeanette McCurdy, back when they were still on the show of iCarly, and they did their own kind of thing. Like, the, their, the style that they did, whether it was, like, the country or just, like, the pop punk or, like, you know, pop sound in general, uh, that makes sense. You know, that's something I can see. Matt Bennett, though, I just was not expecting an emo rock album, but he did it, and I kind of want to see him continue to do it. I want to see him continue to grow and make another album. It would be something. But, yes, moving along here, we have Chevelle, Sci-Fi Crimes, it's Chevelle. It's their, it's older Chevelle, so they don't disappoint. I mean, it's pretty straightforward if you listen to a Chevelle album. Uh, Jars is a part of this album. Other good songs, Mexican Sun, Fell Into Your Shoes, Letter From a Thief. I know it's another popular one, too. It's a good straightforward alt-metal album. If you like Chevelle and you like alt-metal, you'll like this one. 8 out of 10 for me. Next, Panic at the Disco, Vices and Virtues. A good album. Really solid album. I didn't realize that Ready to Go, Get Me Out of My Mind, was by Panic at the Disco. I genuinely thought that song was a one-hit wonder from a band that I'd never heard of. But no, it's from Panic. And I was like, huh. Like, it's a song that is such a Cedar Point song. And if you've ever been to Cedar Point, you know what I'm talking about. Because they have, like, the same fucking, like, pop rock or even just pop music playing all the time. Of just, like, we're having fun. It's a moment we're never going to forget. And tonight's the night that we're going to do it, you know? It's, it's that kind of style. And I just... It blew me away that Panic at the Disco was a part of that style. Although, I mean, I guess their later album uh, albums would make sense too, but it was just funny to see that one. But other than that, uh, yeah, I also loved The Ballad of Mona Lisa, Hurricane, Memories, Trademarks. Oh, I'm sorry, Trade Mistakes. Uh, the album was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, 8 out of 10 for me on that one. Next here, Jay-Z444. Uh, Sebastian recommended me this one, actually, um, and saying that I believe it was his favorite Jay-Z album. And I see it. I do see the appeal to it, and I think it is a good album. I think the one thing, though, that I wasn't expecting is that, like, his vo- his uh, vocals were a little quiet, you know? It, it seemed very, like, a, a very subtle, quiet kind of album, you know? But, like, with some beats that go pretty hard. And the album in general, like, all, there's no bad songs, you know? I mean, the story of OJ, awesome. Caught Their Eyes with Frank Ocean, amazing. The title track, great. Family Feud with Beyonce. You know, it's a, it's a good album. It just, I guess it wasn't one that I was fully expecting, 
Um, but I still enjoyed it nevertheless, and I gave it an 8 out of 10, you know? But yeah, we've reached the halfway point now. Before I continue, let's have a word from our sponsor. And I'm back. All right. Now continuing off with uh, Set It Off, Duality. All right. So I think this was my second least favorite album of the month, and it's just so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I got recommended this by my friend Addy, which, Addy, you're not listening to this, but, I mean, thank you for the recommendation, but I don't think at least this side to set it off is my thing. And the one thing that it the one thing that really kills it for me, and it's it's the lyrics. It's genuinely the lyrics. Now that might sound as a surprise because usually lyrics don't really phase me or anything, but with that and the vocal style that's used, it's so goddamn corny, and it's just very. I I I'm not finding the words to describe how this style of music is like. But if anyone's ever listened to like. I guess My Chemical Romance and even the first album from Crown the Empire and you know that style of just like this whole there it's like this 1800s style of uh I, I don't I don't even know it's it's very late 1800s-esque kind of thing and you know they're describing like I don't fucking know, like a, a vampire-esque kind of thing. Like, it's not the corny Twilight vampire shit. It's like the late 1800s vampire shit. I, like I said, I have no really good way of describing this, and I'm going to need to figure this out sometime soon because this is a style of music that exists. I would say even, like, um, Einstein Kills' Every Trick in the Book album tends to have this kind of thing, but it just doesn't work, and it comes off corny on this album specifically, and it ruins the music for me it's a drag i'd say for me personally i gave it a four out of ten and just left it at that no thank you i'm not coming back to it but next year uh, an album i did enjoy poison the wells the opposite of december a season of separation poison the well is an og metalcore band from the late 90s and they're a band i really wanted to check out for a while and just never got around to it until now and it's as late metalcore 90s, late 90s metalcore as late 90s metalcore can be. I mean, it's got it all from the whole, like, excuse me. It's got it all from the whole, you know, <laughs> kind of style of vocals with the breakdowns. And then the very, like, <laughs> kind of like uh, singing vocal style, you know. It's, it's pretty repetitive with that, but it still sounds awesome. And the breakdowns go fucking hard, as they should. Uh, and, yeah, some songs I loved. Nerdy, one of their bigger hits, I'm pretty sure. Uh, A Wish for Wings That Work. Uh, to Mandate Heaven, Midair Love Message. The whole album, though, was excellent. I don't believe there was a single bad song. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Super solid. But now, Eminem's The Marsha Mathers LP. Get ready, because this one was the worst album of the month for me. Holy fucking shit, dude. This album was bad. This album was bad very bad it did not age well at all now with that said let me talk about some positives it does have three songs that are both hits and good songs uh i'm blanking on the names oh no i believe it was real slim shady as a part of this one uh stan 
love Stan and uh, The Way I Am. Those songs are really good, as they should be, as they are the singles off the album. But my god, there is nothing else after that, for real. Like, I, I, I described Eminem to Sebastian in a way that, like... It's kind of a big roast, I would say, if you know the guy I'm going to compare him to. But, like, Eminem truly, to me, is the Dane Cook of rap. I mean, you loved him at first when you were younger, maybe when you first heard them. Perhaps. I mean, sometimes you just don't like him at all, and I get it. And then the more you grow up, you find better artists, and you just, like, you know, you you mature with your uh, music taste. And, all right, even in this case, uh, com- comedic taste. And with Eminem, I feel like that kind of like goes without question, at least for me, because I feel like there'll be some albums I'm going to enjoy from him in the middle there. I kind of started off with like his earlier stuff before I continued. And, yeah, there's just, there's nothing here that I like. I Kim is the worst fucking song I've ever heard in my fucking life, I think. I, I, I don't like that song at all. I know it's supposed to be edgy and all, like, oh, I fucking hate Kim and everything. And just, like, you know, his, his, his just message of wanting to, like, murder her and just how much he hates her. And I know it's fucking... Like, probably satire and all this shit. I know. It doesn't mean it's good, though. Okay? It's not. The lyrics are terrible. The song is just... The chorus is awful. The chorus is absolutely awful for that song. And there's no appeal to it. And, like, some friends have told me, like, Oh, no, but it's so raw and shit. Again, true. Doesn't make it good for me, though. You know? It just it, it it's bad taste. It hasn't aged well. This whole album hasn't aged well. I gave it a three and a half out of ten, and yeah, there's there's really nothing else to say. Uh, I think there was the one skit though. What was it? I think it was the Ken Kniff of like the sucking dick and shit in that one. I awful. It was just it wasn't even funny. It really wasn't even funny. So yeah, I'm done with that album. Goodbye. Next, though, uh, No Doubt's Rock Steady. So I should have started with their um, their other more popular album, uh, Tragic Kingdom, I know. But uh, I was also kind of condensed with time, and that one's a little long. That one is a little long than I wanted it to be, whereas this one kind of met the exact time requirement I wanted for my car ride. So I, do, I went with this one first. And... Um, First of all, the first couple songs on here, uh, Hella Good and Hey Baby, we are just bringing me back to my childhood here. I was slapped in the face with some nostalgia on that one. I mean, goddamn, I remember Hella Good, too, with, like, the goddamn... Like, fucking synth, dude. I love that song. I love that fucking song. And Gwen Stefani's voice is always, like, spectacular, too, but, like... Obviously, those two were the biggest hits. And then Hey Baby. I mean, that one, we're bringing me back to, like, 2004, a car ride with my mom to do to run errands. Like, that song comes on on the radio. Like, it's... It, it, it's... <laughs> it's so good! I fucking love those songs. And I don't know... And I didn't know anything else about this album. So going into it, I'm going in blind, you know? 
And I gotta say, unfortunately, it does kind of have a downfall, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, I did like the songs Making Out, Underneath It All, Running, and Platinum Blonde Life. But I think Platinum Bond, or it was either Running or Platinum Blonde Life. But that one was also kind of like a hit or a song, at least, that I remember from my youth. Because um, I recognized it, I just, I... There was just parts of it I didn't remember, but, like, you know, I could have also been mixing up songs. But it just it reminded me of, like, a song I remembered. So, those ones were good. And then everything else just really didn't do it for me, you know? Which sucks, because I really enjoy Hey Baby and Hella Good. But, I mean, that's that's why they're singles. That's why, you know, those are the ones that, like, you know, reel you in. But, um... Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it just didn't meet my expectations. But because of those songs, I gave it a Music Corner 7. Without those songs, the album would be much lower. But it's they still go hard, and it's still a pretty decent album. It's still not too bad. Next here, we have Griselda's WWCD album. Griselda. If you know Griselda, you know I'm going to love this album already because it's the boys. West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and Benny the Butcher, three of some of the best rappers in the game today. And their little group that they have, Griselda, um, which you can actually hear, like, you know, like the uh, shout-outs for in most of uh, West Side Gun's music, you know? Uh, I, I love this album. I mean, if you've listened to West Side Gun and Conway the Machine and Benny the Butcher, you know what you're getting into. They're not going to do some off-the-wall trap banger, you know? They're just doing this, like, lo-fi-esque, you know, just super chill rap music about some real shit, you know? And I love it. I I don't think there was a single song on here that I didn't save. Um... And it's got some cool features from 50 Cent, Kaisha Plum, and Novell. It's it's a great album. Uh, some other songs I really enjoyed, though. Cruiserweight Coke, Freddy Hotspot, Dr. Birds, The Old Groove. Uh, oh, Chef Dreads. That one was a really good one, too. It's a great album. 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, but yeah, moving along. Interpol, Turn On the Bright Lights. This one was uh, another recommendation from Ethan, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, he gave me this one here. Uh, this one was not much of a post-hardcore one, though. Rather, just, like, alternative indie rock. And here's the thing with this one. I liked a couple songs, like uh, Untitled and Obstacle 1. I'm pretty sure one of them is on the radio, even. Still on, like, an alternative radio station I listen to. But, man, the album just gets boring. That's the problem. This album reminded me a lot of, like, uh, the first album from The Strokes, uh, where it's just, it, it was fine, but it was boring. It just really bored me, and I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's because it's the whole British vocal style or anything, or just, like, the instrumentals aren't doing much for me, but, yeah, I just really didn't find myself enjoying it all that much. Uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10, and I really don't remember much of it other than those two songs I staved. So, yeah. Leaving it at that. Next, though, we have King Cruel's Man Alive. I believe this one came out last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if not last year, then it was, like, in 2019. Uh, but King Cruel is an artist I have I knew nothing about. Yeah, it was last year. It was early last year, actually. And I was 
very uh, at first I listened to it I'm like this is weird you know he makes some weird music but then I started to like really dig it you know because it was just how, how different it was I loved Stoned Again Comet Face Alone Omen 3 it has a very Halloween theme to it I feel like like a very spooky hoary theme to it but like not like clipping you know who spoiler alert we'll get to later um but like you know with clippings albums like there existed an addiction to blood and visions of bodies being burned that has like a horror aspect to it like it's like oh this is kind of terrifying whereas with king cruel it's spooky you know but it's a cool spooky and it kind of works uh like i said the earlier stuff was just not really doing much for me in the album the earlier parts of it but it kind of grew on me, and I actually really enjoyed what I was listening to by the end of the album, and I gave it a 7.5 out of 10, you know? It was pretty decent, not going to lie. Uh, next here, I have Undeath, Lesions of a Different Kind. <sighs> it's So Undeath is actually opening for that show that I've been talking about Um you know, that I think by the time this episode comes up, it'll we will have already gone to the show. Uh, it's the Black Dolly Murder Show with After the Burial, Carnifex, Rivers of Nile, and Undeath, the first band that will be opening. And never heard of them, so I decided to listen to their album. Why not? No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's just bad death metal. It's not that good. It's just a lot of gargly shit with just, like, you know, death metal instrumentals, I guess. I think they were, like, more chuggy, though, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I didn't like this album at all. I'm not going to like seeing them live. I might not even get there early enough to see them live because our seats are reserved. So, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. I still respect what they do. But it really reminded me of that band, Sanguizikabob, that we listened to um, a few weeks ago. Actually, I think it was like about a month ago now. Maybe even two. Shit, yeah, I think that was in August. Yeah! You know what? It was in August because that was the same episode we did uh, Cemetery and Lingua Ignota and Lord. Yeah, it was that one. It reminded me of that death metal style, though, and I'm just not really a big fan of it. But, yeah, I gave this one a 5 out of 10. It's just, eh, not my thing. Next here, though, we have Lil Wayne's uh, The Carter 4. So, Lil Wayne, never really listened to an album of his other than the, the one from last year, The Funeral, uh, which I didn't really care for that album at all. And this one, I think, is a little bit better, but, like, I wasn't really vibing a lot to it. But there are highlights. Blunt Blowin', Mega Man, Six Foot, Seven Foot, Hello, that fucking song, dude banger uh i also like john as well but what's funny is i also really loved the intro the interlude and the outro more than most of this album <laughs> i don't know why but it just it went harder than most of the album i thought it was kind of funny but yeah there's really nothing else to it uh on this album other than those songs so i gave it a music corner seven it just it is what it is you know Next here, though, Churches, The Bones of What You Believe. This is the debut album from Churches, and the only one I haven't listened to yet by them, so I decided to just get that out of the way and see what they sound like. And uh, to my 
not to to no to no surprise I should say here um this one was a good one it's churches if you love churches you'll love this album some other we share which I believe is like their biggest hit to date is a part of this album and it is a really good song other good ones we sink gun lies under the tide uh, I forgot what the song was but the one that featured the uh the male vocalist uh through the whole one that one was fine uh I actually didn't mind it too much but. Okay, so it does seem like they did do this for like every album where they included him on it except for if I recall the new one really didn't have him on the entire song he was just kind of like on a part of the song so I like when they do that more than when they have him as like the vocalist on the whole song so that's just me but the album was great 8 out of 10 next here Polyphia Renaissance uh yeah Polyphia is a band that we know and love, especially with their new Levels New Devils album. That one always goes hard. Uh, Sebastian and I saw them recently live as well. Uh, in fact, it was like last week from the date I'm recording here. Uh, and it was great. It was great seeing them live. The show was great. They opened for Dance Game and Dance, so of course we're going to have the time of our life. Um, but I never listened to Polyphia's older stuff, so I decided to listen to this one. And it was alright. You know, I saved Culture Shock. But after that, it was just to listen, you know. It just seemed like very normal instrumental rock, you know, nothing much to it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry, too. Like I said, I'm recording this right after recording a regular episode, so my nose and shit is just all congested from all this talking that I'm doing. I'm getting dry. I'm powering through, though. So let's just go. <laughs> let's just get through these last four here. Next, I have Half Alive Now, Not Yet. Uh, this album was solid. Uh, I was getting a little nervous because the intro, the first song, was just okay. But it got better. It got a lot better. Uh, Runaway, maybe. Uh, Still Feel, which is like their biggest hit, is awesome. The whole album's great if you love just alternative indie music. And yeah, not much else to it. 8 out of 10 for me, though. Next, Bomb the Music Industry, Vacation. This is the one that I mentioned earlier. Uh, with the vocal style. And this one was recommended by my friend Ethan again. This is like, uh, it's described as like ska music, but I mean, I guess I just didn't really hear much of the ska on this one. Although I'm not really big with the genre, so, you know, it makes sense. But this one I just did not find any enjoyment with at all, really. I mean, it it's mainly because of the vocals, though. Like I mentioned earlier, the vocal style of this is one that's a hit or miss for me. This one was a big miss. And I just kind of sat through it. I give it a 6 out of 10, though, because instrumentally it was fine. But, yeah, it just it wasn't my full cup of tea, if I'm going to be honest. Next, though, Poppy, Am I a Girl? Yeah, this album is really good. I was very pleased with this album. I love the album artwork, first of all, like, of, uh, of her and everything on there. Like, it's, it's awesome. It's a really good album. I feel like this is, like, an earlier, like, hyper-pop, too, it seems like, as well. Like, before it, the whole genre even got its own name. It just has, like, that hyper-pop style to it, and, like, the whole metal incorporation at the end of the album, like, kind of hinting out what she's gonna do next in her career awesome uh some great songs on here fashion after all chick chick uh time is up girls in bikinis girls in bikinis is such a fun song uh and the title track is really good as well it's a all, overall the whole album is great uh there's even a grimes feature though which is like one of the more heavier songs but as much as that combination of the two poppy and grimes is like 
it's meant to be. Uh, the song was just a little underwhelming, I have to say. You know, only only real uh, nitpick I have for the album. But it's an 8 out of 10, a very strong 8 out of 10 for me, and one that I can definitely uh, see myself going back to consistently. And finally, the last album of the day, gave a little spoiler of this earlier, it's Clipping's self-titled album. Um, Clipping, I've loved the last two albums they put out with what I mentioned earlier, there existed an addiction to blood and visions of bodies being burned. Um, this one, I didn't know what to expect other than like, you know, the continuous industrial horror sound of it. Less horror, still pretty industrial though on this one. And the first half of the album is way better than like the middle and even most of the latter half of the album. The middle, I really was not really, uh, vibing with that much. Uh, despite it kind of having like a cool little, like, concept to me that I don't know was intentional or not but like the songs going from um what was it here tonight dream and get up I don't know I thought I something about that was very interesting to me it's like the whole like something's going on tonight and everything and then you go to and then you go to sleep and that's when dream starts and dream is like very soft and everything but like also like a little too quiet for me and then get up is like kind of cool with like the alarm clock and everything but like you know it's all it is it seems like it's just like the alarm clock is like the beats and everything with like maybe some other elements to it but you know overall i still give it a seven and a half out of ten it was still enjoyable but yeah it just kind of like lost me a little bit in the middle there uh oh but i did not even like say the songs that i liked as you can see i'm getting tired as i've been doing this for like almost an hour and a half straight <laughs> um one moment the songs i did enjoy uh body and blood that one was a really good one work work summertime taking off or die inside out and ends were some of my favorite songs i'd say uh but yeah seven and a half out of ten for me okay i'm done i did it look at me go uh thank you guys for listening any album recommendations go ahead and send them my way uh and yeah this has been the Music Corner of State Awaits, and I am signing off.